The world is burning, and um, our traditional knowledge has things to say about that. Uh, this video is about the present re relevance of the ancient prophecy of the vulva, a kind of female shaman. Uh, and the vulva prophesies the tree of life burning and the collapse of the ordered world. A new scholarship actually suggests that this poem, the Volospar, uh, with this prophecy, is actually reflecting climate change in the period where it was composed. My name is Rune Janne Rasmussen. I'm a historian of religion, and I recently made this point in, uh, in an article in the biggest Danish newspaper, Politiken, in uh, collaboration with a Nordic group of scholars of religion who are also interested in seeing Nordic religion in relation to ecology and sustainability. And they, their names are Benjamin Pedersen, a PhD student from the University of Odense, Janus Jolli, who is an assistant professor, something like that, at the University of Oslo, Professor Matthias Norby from the University of Colorado, and Jens André Habner, who is a um, former uh, professor from the University of Odense and presently prolific cultural debater here in Denmark. Um, this video, however, is more my personal formulation and views on the Ragnarok as an eco-animist myth, so there might be details where these other scholars have would have put it in a different way. Uh, but you can find uh, our, uh, if you read Scandinavian, you can find our article at the homepage of Politiken. We wrote together making this point that we're facing a kind of Ragnarok. And why would a group of scholars of religion make such a seemingly extreme claim that we are facing the Ragnarok? Can they can, can even align with science and scholarship to say something like that? And from one perspective, perspective, it's just about applying common sense. Anybody who can follow the, the climate news, you know, can can see that shit is probably going going to collapse. Might not take all that long. It's rather evident. Um, but this is a situation that our ancestral knowledge actually has things to say about. It teaches us about it. Because Northern Europeans have actually faced some really hectic cases of climate disruption historically. In the 6th century, volcanic activity had created globally a cold period, which in Scandinavia created what archaeologists call the Fimbul winter. And we, we can see that the consequences for human communities were absolutely devastating. Also in, uh, in Iceland, fairly shortly after the arrival of the Scandinavians, there was the so-called Ilkja eruption, which was the most the worst uh, volcanic eruption in the history of Iceland. So it's believed that the Volospar, the prophecy of the Volva, is really uh, expressing a kind of mythological reflection of the cultural and social effects of climate collapse. Um, the Volospar is a poem, by the way, that I vividly remember from my own student time, because uh, when I was a student I followed North religion and I had one of the most inspiring teachers that I've ever had, which was uh, Professor Jens Van Gorm. And he spent half a year going through this one poem, the Volospar. And he bombastically stated that there are those who regard this poem to be the finest piece of poetry ever written. And of course, this is also a question of taste, but just to say that it's an uh, impressive and uh, beautiful piece of poetry. Uh, it is a prophecy of the Volva, of seeing the Ragnarok, the collapse of the ordered world. And, uh, but, but it's also important to not reduce the Volospar to a mere memory of these environmental events, as if, you know, a, a climate report of the 6th century Fimble window would actually be a better version of what the Volospar is trying to say. You know? 
and myths aren't like that. It's more complex. The, the great flood in the Bible is not like just a memory of somebody standing on a mountain and looking at the Mediterranean breaking through the Bosporus and creating the Black Sea. You can't, you can't reduce myths in that way. It's more complex and there are cultural factors that are part of or go into this sort of mythic expression. The era uh, where the Volusbar is composed uh, was composed is sometimes called the Viking Age. And this was a period of radical social change in, in, in Scandinavia. States and monarchies emerged. Uh, cities, there was first urbanization, globalization, and importantly, Christianization uh, was implemented in Scandinavia. Now, in situations of radical social cultural change, traditional societies often produce these apocalyptic understandings of the world. When, when people's world is, is breaking down, then of course breakdown, collapse comes into, into focus. Uh, and this is sometimes called millenarianism. You see it often in colonized peoples whose traditional world has been ruptured. And, and, and this kind of religiosity is very visible in the Volusbar. Uh, in fact, you can, you can see the Volusbar as a kind of eco-millenarianism. Uh, because it's a response, response to ruptured or compromised traditional culture in combination with uh, climate change. So the Volusbar, the, the words of the Volva is really a vision of how ruptured the rupture of traditional cultures linked with the collapse of the uh, ordered, harmonious world. But, <clears throat> but prophecies are weird things. You know? they, uh, they often appear in this strange transgression of time, or play with time almost. From a historical point of view, prophecies often emerge retrospectively. They back project on somebody in the past the foreseeing of something that's really happening now. For instance, uh, after the temple in Jerusalem was sacked in, uh, in the year 70 CE, the Christian prophecies are back projected on Jesus, who's then prophesying this event. Uh, and, but the relevance of prophecies then also re-emerges down through the ages. For instance, in, in times of crisis or millenarianism. And if there is one prophecy in all of history of religions, which must certainly speak to us today, then it is a Volspar. Because this poem expresses a mythological analysis of climate disaster, and I, I mean never, probably not even in the time of its own composition, has the, the voice of the Volospar been so acutely, I would say globally relevant as it is now. Uh, because we are in the midst of uh, an environmental and civilizational breakdown of the kind that our ancestors called the the Ragnarok. The tree of life is burning. You know, the rampant escalation of environmental destruction that we've seen uh, this summer is leading us towards uh, some kind of collapse of the ordered world. Uh, which, and this is analyzed with poetic precision, I think, in the myth of the Ragnarok. Um, Amazon deforestation is running amok. The Amazon is on fire. Africa's rainforest is also burning we've got heat waves following other heat waves new temperature records are set all the time the arctic is on fire millions of acres are burned in alaska siberia the melting of ice caps are accelerating at an unprecedented rate and the un is warning that we're heading for, for some some sort of global food crisis this is the ragnarok you know 
people and responsible adult people just need to start facing up to that fact. Um, the suit red rooster has crowed. The Gjallarhorn of Heimdall is heralding the struggle for our world. And uh, the insane trolls are raving few human communities like consumerism, fanatic capitalism, nationalism, and bigotry. You know, in fact, a number of, of the leaders of what once named itself the free world, they look like physical manifestations of these such trolls of raving madness. They deny this, you know, the biggest existential threat that's ever faced Western civilization. And they say absolutely random thing, contradicting themselves from one sentence to the next, you know. It's a kind of buffoonocrat crashy or something like that. As long as it sounds boisterous and has, has uh, some, I don't give a fuck and I'm the king of everything in it, then it's fine. You know, the situation is madness. These are our leaders. They're supposed to be the most responsible people. They're four-year-olds, you know. And it's not just Donald Trump uh, over on Turtle Island. It's also, also here in Europe. It's the same. You know, we have these crazy, uh, crazy politicians. We live in a, also live in an increasing level of information bubbles where infantile conspiracy theories are running amok. And we need to start paying heed to our traditional knowledge and listen to that you know, old wisdom that speaks to our time. And uh, then we need to do something. I'm not sure actually what, but we're certainly facing some sort of struggle to oppose those forces that will set brother against brother and let the trolls of fire scorch the earth and fill the seas up with plastic, you know. And th this is what we learn when we look at traditional knowledge, such as the Volospar. Our, our own culture, the prophecy of the words of the Volva, tells us what kind of collapse we're facing. And there are, there are other voices of traditional knowledge around the world, such as the uh, Nishinabe prophecy of the seven fires, that says that this is the time where the light-skinned race must turn back to remember and reclaim the wisdom of those who came before them to not you know, cause tremendous suffering and death to all those people. But these kind of prophecies, they also give us hope. And, and uh, this is also the case of the Volus Party. The forces of life and harmony will reemerge from the collapse. And uh, I don't know where this leads. I just know that our traditional knowledge indicates that we're facing some sort of a, a collapse. Uh, and that we're possibly facing a struggle you know, to, for the survival of what Norm Chomsky calls an organized human existence, and uh, a, a struggle against those forces that threatens the future of our children. Um, I personally hope that the Einherjar will wake up. The Einherjar, the mythic warriors that follow the gods into the battle to protect the harmonious world, I don't know what the Einherjar are, I'm not sure. Uh, perhaps they are ancestors in the earth whose voices whisper to us that to protect the world, the, the earth that they live in and the world that we live in. Perhaps they're people walking among us, or perhaps they are dynamics that move in us, like the movements that are trying to mobilize people in, in uh, climate activism, like the Extinction, Extinction Rebellion and so on. I don't know, but I know that we need them uh, because... The words of the vulva uh, about where contemporary urban, urban civilization is heading would not be 
local, uh, not locally, probably not be located under um, Feel Good if it was on, on Netflix. I'll give you a little taste of it here. <clears throat> Yggdrasil shakes and shiver on high. The ancient limbs of the troll is loose, but the kinsmen of the fire giant shall, shall slay the ash tree. Fire fares from the south to the scorch of branches. The son of the battle gods shun from, his, shun from his sword. Brothers shall fight and fell each other, and sisters' sons shall kinship stain. Heart it is on earth and mighty whoredom. Axe time, sword time, shields are sundered. Wind time, wolf time, ere the word world falls. The sun darkens, earth in ocean sinks, fall from heaven, bright stars, fire's breath assails, the all-nourishing tree, towering fire plays against heaven itself. Yes, this is the Volsbar, and uh, again, if you read Scandinavian, then uh, check out politiken.dk, that's where um, these five scholars of religion are discussing the present relevance of the Bolus Bar today, and um, you can also uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and um, thanks for this little, I guess, not particularly happy shot of Nordic animism today, but an important shot, you know, to read the Bolus Bar. It's, uh, it's an amazing piece of work that yeah, speaks to us today and should be the words that we should be heeding. Thank you very much and see you around from the Nordic Animism channel here. Ciao.